SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three of the morning after on a Monday right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM channel 159, the home for SportsGrid radio on Sirius XM. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on a Monday in the month of March. The madness is over or has quieted down for now. The opening weekend at the NCAA tournament coming to a close last night in what a close it was. A round of 32 matchup between the one seed in the South, the nine seed in the South in TCU as well, taking on Arizona. An overtime thriller that the Cats keep marching in this month, winning 85 to 80. But TCU, single game profitability, my friends, the Horn Frogs win and cover at least as a 10-point underdog. One final time, 13-5-1 against the spread. So in this hour number three, we'll take some time to look at the NCAA tournament. Some of the odds you need to know in our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan, a former odds maker himself, will join us to have an understanding of what those odds lay out like for the Sweet 16 on the horizon that gets underway on Thursday evening. We'll also take a step back, look at the NBA, because, yeah, that's that's still happening as well here in the home stretch of this NBA regular season with the postseason push very much on the horizon. Tom Vecchio from Fandom will join us, as he does often on a Monday, to give you the top prop plays on the board for this Monday night. That college basketball now takes a small backseat, and we need some profitability early in this week to get ready for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight weekend in the big dance. But we still start here in our West Coast wake-up as we welcome in our West Coast audience by looking at the NCAA tournament. Now, UNC and UCLA will take on each other in the bluest of all blue blood battles in the Sweet 16 on Friday night. The second-to-last game of the round of 16 features the UCLA Bruins as a two-and-a-half-point favorite only right now over North Carolina. The over-under will be fascinating to monitor. It's at 142 and a half. Now, North Carolina pushes the pace. UCLA wants to slow it down. One of the 100 slowest tempos in all of college basketball. UCLA has that physicality to match Armando Baycott and Brady Manick down low for North Carolina. Now, UNC is not just hot right now, pulling off the upset over the one seed in the East region to start the round of 32 on Saturday in the reigning national champs in Baylor. UNC has had the sustained level of success throughout the home stretch of the regular season into the ACC tournament and certainly here in the big dance as well. North Carolina has won 14 of their last 17 games and they have covered in six of their last eight as well. A two and a half point underdog with one of the shortest spreads of the entire Sweet 16. The only spread shorter, Texas Tech, a one and a half point favorite right now over Duke in Arizona, a two point favorite over Houston but outside of that this two and a half point spread is tied for the third shortest with the other game on Friday night in the Sweet 16 Miami a two and a half point favorite over Iowa State now North Carolina pulling off the dramatic upset in overtime against Baylor on Saturday caused some more havoc in the East region Baylor was the top seed Kentucky was the two seed now both of those teams are out 
of the big dance, which means that Purdue as the three seed is the highest remaining seed. UCLA is a four, North Carolina is an eight. It gives us this opportunity away from the madness in the games right now to look at the futures market in the East region. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here for hour number three of the morning after on this Monday. Sirius XM, channel 159, all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Let's look at those East region odds right now because it is a fascinating marketplace at the moment. Purdue is an odds-on favorite. Purdue is a three seed. Purdue gets the 15 seed, the Cinderella out of Jersey City in St. Peter's in that first game up of Sweet 16 action on Friday night. And Purdue is a 12 and a half point favorite against St. Peter's. Sets up very well for the Boilermakers not only to win that game, of course, but to get to the East Regional Final in the Elite Eight and win the region. That's why they're minus 125. But the price on UCLA as John Fanta told you about in our last segment together at plus 210, does present some value. UCLA is also 16 to 1 to win a national championship at the moment. North Carolina at plus 390 also has some value. Only a two and a half point spread there in that game between the Bruins and the Tar Heels. And you could have that plus money price with you into an Elite Eight matchup against Purdue. I think UCLA sets up very well against this Boilermakers team. If it is UNC advancing to the Elite Eight against the presumed Purdue team after knocking off St. Peter's, we are going to take the over between North Carolina and Purdue. That is my guarantee to you. But it's not just college basketball right now in our West Coast wake-up examining how the NCAA tournament lays out heading into the Sweet 16. A big game up in the NBA tonight. LeBron James returns to Cleveland, Ohio. LeBron James, now the second leading scorer in NBA history, passing Carl Malone for that honor over the weekend. LeBron now has a total of 36,927 points in his career. He capped that off with a 38-point, 10-rebound performance in a loss to the Washington Wizards over the weekend. The Lakers lost by eight, and they lost outright as a one-point favorite. Although the individual accolade for LeBron is certainly there, the Lakers are struggling continuously. They have lost four of their last five, 10 of their last 13, and they have only covered in those three wins in that 13-game span. They are getting six points, as you saw right now, from the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, out in the land, a return for the King to his native home, Akron, Ohio, not far away. We look at the NBA going around the association. Don't forget the NBA. Up next here on the morning after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. The NCAA tournament takes a small break. There are no games today. The last couple of days, we could have looked at the clock right now and said in just about 45 minutes time, we would have had act action in March Madness. Not today, not tomorrow, not Thursday, but back on Thursday night. Excuse me, not today, not tomorrow, not Wednesday, but back on Thursday night for the Sweet 16. It begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time with Gonzaga, a nine-point favorite against Arkansas. Eight games over those two days on Thursday and Friday into the Elite Eight weekend on both Saturday and Sunday. So with a small break from the madness in the month of March, we continue to look 
at the NBA going around the association right now in our hardwood handicap because the NBA is in the closing couple of games of their regular season. The postseason is less than about three, three and a half weeks away. So everything that is happening right now means that much more for postseason standings, teams trying to get into the playoffs, seed positioning, and maybe trying to get out of a play-in tournament spot as well. And I would say the hottest team in the NBA is the Boston Celtics at this current moment. The Celtics just keep winning basketball games. They even win basketball games on the road against another really good team in the Denver Nuggets out in the Western Conference. It was a weekend full of cross-conference clashes in and around the association, and the Celtics win their third straight game, beating the Nuggets last night on the road by 20, 124 104. They have won three straight, have the Boston Celtics. They have covered in all three of those wins, including the one last night as a three-point favorite against Denver. The Celtics have also won eight of their last nine, 10 of their last 12, 19 of their last 22. That's why when I say the Seas keep winning, I truly mean it. They're now in that fourth spot in the Eastern Conference standings. And Jason Tatum, another 30-point effort last night in that 20-point victory for the Celtics over the Nuggets. Denver now on a two-game losing skid, but before that, also one of the hottest sides out in the West. They had won 10 of their last 13. So two teams trending in the right direction at the moment, but maybe none trending in a more positive fashion than the Boston Celtics, who have won three straight. They have won eight of their last nine, 10 of their last 12, 19 of their last 22, and they have covered in three straight as well. As we continue to go around the association to the action tonight, we have seen a line flippity-flip for a game in the city of brotherly love this evening. The Philadelphia 76ers on the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. They lost to the Raptors last night by five points, losing outright as an eight-point favorite at home in Philly. The Sixers opened as a point favorite over the top seed in the Eastern Conference in the Miami Heat. A live update to those odds, and it's the Heat as a one-and-a-half-point favorite tonight on the road in Philadelphia. Miami has already clinched their division and a playoff spot. They have a three-game lead at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Miami continues to be hot. They have won six of their last eight games, but only covering once in their last four, all now as a favorite. If you were looking at the NBA lines last night, you got a great number on the Miami Heat. Why? Because when the Heat have been booked as an underdog this year, there is no better team in the NBA from a cover percentage standpoint. Miami, as an underdog, 75% of their games have been covered with a 15-5 and five against the spread record. In fact, winning outright in 12 of those 15 games. But now that really trend perspective doesn't mean all that much. Miami still the fourth best cover team, though, in all of the association, only laying a point and a half tonight against Philadelphia, who... The Sixers haven't necessarily fared well in their brightest spots when they've needed to make a statement so far here in the home stretch after the All-Star break with James Harden in the lineup. A disappointing result without the beard against these Heat losing by 17 points. Absolutely getting shellacked by the Brooklyn Nets. They did beat the Mavs by 10 points on Friday night, covering as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but the loss last night outright against the Raptors as an eight-point favorite at home. Not great. They've only covered twice, have the Sixers, in their last eight games. Another cro cross-conference matchup tonight between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets out at the Barclays Center. And again, another line flip past that number of zero. Late last night, the Brooklyn Nets were a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Utah. Now, if you look at that, the Brooklyn Nets are a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Plus 102 
on the money line. Our very own Andrew Bocci Galupo Bocci would tell you the next money line is the play tonight at plus 102 with an over under that stands at 229, down by a hook from that overnight number. It's an interesting proposition right now, even as an underdog to back the Brooklyn Nets at home inside the Barclays Center in any capacity. They have the worst ATS home record in the entire league. 7, 26, and 1 against the spread. But their last cover at home did come as an underdog, and they are now a home underdog once more. Because as a home favorite, 4, 21, and 1 against the number. That's only a cover percentage of 16% at home this year for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, that situation has been exasperated by the fact that Kyrie Irving has not been able and still is unable to play in home games. But Kevin Durant has been stepping up in his absence. In fact, since Kevin Durant returned here in the month of March, he is averaging 30 points per game in his last eight. In the last game for the Nets against the Portland Trailblazers, a win but a non-cover, he had 38 points, did Kevin Durant. Utah on the road this year, by the way, 15, 18, and 1 against the number. Utah remains to be booked as a favorite in a substantial majority of their games. Only an underdog in six games this year for the Utah Jazz. Now a favorite once more, laying one and a half on the road against the Brooklyn Nets. And this line moving in Utah's favor. Past that number of zero. Now the Jazz, a one-point favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook before they get to Brooklyn in the Barclays Center tonight. So as we look at those Eastern Conference odds, since we haven't from the weekend's time in the NBA, it's the Brooklyn Nets still a favorite in this conference. Plus 280. The Bucks only 10 cents behind with the second best price at plus 290. The Philadelphia 76ers, that third best number at plus 350. And the Heat remaining with the fourth best odds at plus 480 at a certain point that value on the miami heat is going to continue to get drained they opened up in the preseason with a 10 to 1 number then then cut that nearly in half to plus 550 for a good majority of the middle portion of the nba regular season it's at plus 480 it's the shortest we've seen but they've already clinched their division they're a couple of games away from clinching the top spot in the eastern conference they hold a three-game lead at the top of the Eastern Conference standing. So at plus 480, the value at the moment still remains, in my mind, on the Miami Heat. I think you can make the same argument for the Celtics at plus 650. Boston is playing their best basketball of the year and seem to be trending in that way into the Eastern Conference playoffs. When we go look at the Western Conference odds, the Utah Jazz, the third best price at plus 600. We have seen movement in the West. The Phoenix Suns have become a very short favorite in comparison to the rest of the West. The Suns at plus 140. It was pretty much neck and neck between the Suns and the Warriors throughout most of this NBA regular season. Even as Phoenix surplanted the Golden State Warriors as a solo favorite in the West, it was only by a couple of cents. Now it's over a dollar and a half difference between those two teams. The Suns at plus 140. The Warriors at plus 300 at the moment so all of these odds something to keep an eye on and we'll get to the prop perspective with tom vecchio from fanduel on the other side maybe for some value here as we look at things on this monday night in the nba slate because we're a couple of days away from the sweet 16 in the ncaa tournament only about 10 or 12 games remaining in the NBA regular season. This is the time in the month of March to make sure your handicapping is as astute as it could be. And that's what Tom Vecchio provides us here on 
the morning after. Also, we mentioned LeBron returns to Cleveland tonight. One final look at that updated price as it stands on the FanDuel Sportsbook. For that matchup between Cleveland and Los Angeles, it remains a six-point spread in favor of the Cavs. As we said, the Lakers have lost four of their last five games. Cleveland has won two straight, both of those games as an underdog. They won three of their last four, covering in two of those three wins. We get to Tom Vecchio and the prop perspective for this Monday next here on The Morning App. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on a Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens and he is Tom Vecchio. Joining the morning after once more on a Monday for Tom Vecchio's prop perspective and the top prop plays across the board on this Monday night. A Monday night, Tom, void of college basketball. So maybe some profitability if you had a bad opening weekend in the big dance or you just want to add to the bottom line heading into the Sweet 16. We appreciate the expertise nonetheless once again here on the morning after. Thanks for having me. It was an exciting weekend for college basketball. I was certainly uh, on a good few points for some teams. I, you know, on some unders, missed on a certain other number of bets, but I'm ready to go for tonight's slate of NBA and NHL action. And Tom, it's also deadline day in the NHL. Is that not correct? What are we looking forward to on the ice tonight? Well, Marc-Andre Fleury was just traded from Chicago to Minnesota, which is pretty big. I'm hoping that the Rangers make some positive moves, uh, shoring up their bottom six forwards. They have plenty of defense. So it's going to be an exciting day. Trades happening. NBA action tonight. I'm ready to go. I love it. So let's look at the NBA first and foremost. Tom, there was a game that really caught my eye in the NBA, a battle of two of the best teams in the Eastern Conference right now in Philly. The Miami Heat have flipped to a favorite, a one-and-a-half-point favorite, against the Philadelphia 76ers. I would assume plenty of prop options tonight, certainly in this matchup. What's the approach to the breakdown between the Heat and the Sixers? So this matchup, I would just want clarity that Joel Embiid is going to play. There was a report earlier yesterday before the Raptors game that you know he was questionable, he's on track to play. He does end up playing. He looked okay last night. Obviously, that game didn't have a ton of scoring uh, they are on a second night of a back-to-back. He's been questionable a couple of times last week. So I just want clarity that Embiid would play because this obviously would be a spot that you don't want to be taking the Sixers if he's not going to be playing. Uh, so that's the spot that I would look. Overall, I don't expect this game to have a whole ton of points. Both teams are in the bottom five of the league for offensive pace. So a playoff atmosphere, yeah. lower scoring, you know, a lot of contested shots. The return of Jimmy Butler to Philadelphia is always exciting. So I'm expecting a lower scoring, certainly a tighter game as the spread would indicate, but I haven't seen any props out for this game, so I'd be waiting on that and the Embiid dues. Yeah, a total of 215 and a half and a spread that keeps working in favor of Miami. Now two and a half in the Heat's favor on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Heat have already clinched their division, and they're getting pretty close to clinching that top seed in the Eastern Conference, a three-game lead over the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics tied for that third spot right now, three and a half games back of where Miami currently stands. Another game in the Eastern Conference at the Barclays Center tonight, the Nets and the Jazz. We have seen a line flip there with Utah now becoming a road favorite. But from a prop perspective, Tom Vecchio, where do you think the value in this game is tonight? 
I'm going with Goran Dragic, the over 18 and a half points, rebounds, assist. Uh, it's sitting at minus 128, so there's a little bit of juice on it. And he's gotten over in three of the past four home games for the Nets. Now, we have to take that obviously into consideration because if we look at his overall splits, he's gone under in a few of those. But those are the away games. That's when Kyrie Irving is playing. They're at home, so there's no Kyrie Irving. So over in three of the past four is obviously very solid. It's a very close spread against Utah. It's a 229 over-under. We look to Utah this season, and they're in the bottom half of the league for the most points and the most rebounds allowed per game to opposing point guards. We see Dragic taking a step forward in the offense, playing more mints specifically when they're at home. So I like this spot for you know plenty of scoring back and forth. We know that the Nets aren't super strong on defense, expecting 30 to 34 minutes or so for Dragic tonight, if not more, if this game stays close. So I like the over at 18 and a half. I think it's a pretty straightforward spot when they're at home. It's always a fascinating number for the Nets when you can find that secondary market at home because, of course, right now, no Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, although he has been fantastic scoring, might be at the top end of the prop market. There will be a lot of hoopla surrounding LeBron James's return to Cleveland tonight. Right now, the spread working in the Lakers' favor. Los Angeles now just a five-point dog on the road in Cleveland. But the King is not the focus in the prop market, Tom. Where is that target tonight? That would be with Darius Garland, the starting point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The over nine and a half assists for him, sitting at minus 118. He's been over in seven of the past 10 games. He's been over 12 assists in five of the last 10 games. And right now, the Cavaliers are in this, I would say, kind of tough slash unique spot where they're bouncing back and forth between the sixth and the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. And obviously, that makes a, a huge difference because... Uh, seeds 7, 8, 9, 10 playing the play-in games, and 6 are locked into the playoffs. So Garland is you know, normally playing 30 to 34, 35 minutes on a nightly basis. He's now playing 35 at a minimum, if not 38, 40 minutes. Now, as I've said before, monitoring a player's minutes can be super beneficial. Now, you might be saying, you know, what does uh, you know three or four extra minutes do to a player? Well, when you're a player like Garland who's seeing high usage, an extra two or so possessions – per minute, you know, four extra minutes he's out on the court, eight, 10 extra possessions, and he needs to get the over yeah. on an assist prop. That is really solid. So because they are so desperate to, you know, lock into the sixth seed and not fall to the seven, he's playing 38, 40 minutes a night. So I love the over, you know, 227 over under against the Lakers. The Cavs are 29th in the league in offensive pace. The Lakers are sitting up at seven, uh, second. So there's a huge pace up a spot for the Cavs. The Lakers aren't playing any defense and they have to keep winning and Garland's going to be a major key component to that. I think it's a great point, Tom, because the Cavs right now hold a one game lead over the Raptors for that sixth spot in the Eastern Conference standings. And as we get to this time of year, motivation becomes a part of your handicap at the very least. So, Tom, as you look around the league and as you start to try to find those spots, how does motivation in this postseason push, whether for playoff positioning or a team just trying to get in to the postseason or stay out of the play-in tournament, what does that do for your handicapping in terms of motivation? That's a that's a key component of it. And I've mentioned it before for teams that are, you know, in the lottery situation where they could be pulling starters and having some of their younger players out there just getting extra reps, getting extra minutes. And that on the opposite side, it means for teams that are in this playoff scenario, playing game, uh, you know, locking into a playoff spot, whatever you want to call it. Like these are vital, vital games coming down to the end of the season. So an extra two or three minutes may not seem like a big deal, but if you're looking at props and they're you know, eight and a half or nine and a half, two or three extra minutes in a back and forth game that they're obviously a good team because they're trying to get into the playoffs. 
these super close games with extra minutes, extra touches on the ball could be a lot for these props. So this is something to keep a, I would say a pretty big eye on if you were diving deep into the player prop markets. You know, there's a lot of props that I would like tonight. They're just not listed yet. CJ McCollum for the Pelicans, uh, looking to for Zingas for the Wizards. The props just aren't out yet. And with these players in really solid matchups tonight, we have to be factoring in motivation for each of their given teams and their minutes overall. And when you look to the Western Conference right now, the Dallas Mavericks in that fifth spot, one game or a game and a half ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves in that sixth spot. And when you think about that play in tournament, Minnesota now... The tiebreaker over Denver, who lost last night to the Celtics, they fall into the play-in tournament currently with that seventh seed in the Western Conference. It should be a great showdown tonight in Dallas. The Mavs a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Timberwolves. No props out just yet for Carl Anthony Towns, who has been on a tear, but a prop out for the points for Luka Doncic, Tom, at 31-and-a-half. Is that too far to the top end of the prop market to entice you to back Luka tonight? I would, it would come down to uh, if Carl Anthony Towns plays because he's currently listed as questionable. So this would be the situation where if, if Towns plays, I have more interest in Luka because hopefully that allows the Timberwolves to keep this game close because if Towns is not playing, that obviously is a, a pretty big downgrade to their their offense overall. And it means that the, the Mavs who are in a spot to win at home, they've lost a couple games in a row. So bounce back spot for them. If there's no Carl Anthony Towns could you know spell an easier game for them. And that could lead to the under on some of Luka's props. So if Towns is in, I actually have more interest in going to Luka because that should create a better game environment overall. So that's something to keep an eye on. It's not only about the player, is he playing? It's also about the opposing team and their overall health. I think that's a great point, Tom, because oftentimes, whether it's odds movement in the, in the futures market or whatever it might be, it's not just what happens to that team. It's how it affects the rest of everything. The Timberwolves have won four straight games. They have covered in all four of those games. In fact, the Timberwolves have covered in their last six wins, and they've won a ton here down the stretch to get into that sixth spot currently in the Western Conference. So it's trade deadline day in the National Hockey League. We also have action on this Monday night. A prop for the NHL tonight, Tom, is what? That would be going with Nathan McKinnon, the over on one and a half points. It's sitting at plus 128. Trying to get some of that plus money in there is always good. They're at home. Uh, they are the best team in the league. They're at home. They're going up against the Edmonton Oilers. This has a six and a half over-under. It's obviously high. We see both teams in the top eight of the league for the most goals scored this season. Obviously, the Oilers led by Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. This should be and just an offensive matchup that you know we love from a fancy perspective. We love from a betting perspective because there should be plenty of points, plenty of shots on both sides. We see McKinnon coming in with three multi-point games over his last five. He's averaging 1.4 points per game for the entire season, so he's right at that line. And realistically, if you're taking the over in this game, which is something I have a ton of interest in, I'm going to be looking to the best player for the Avs and What's that going to mean? It's like uh, a mean, a spot where he's probably posting two, three, maybe even four points. Uh, we do see Gabriel Landeskog after Cavaliers, so there should be a, a slight amount more of heavy lifting for McKinnon, a player that can put up, you know, five, six shots on goal per game. So anything to do with the over in this game, whether it's McKinnon, whether it's McDavid, I have a ton of interest in. I like the look there, Tom Vecchio, for this Monday night on the ice in the NHL. Also, some breaking news to be expected throughout the day on NHL trade deadline day. Tom Vecchio brings it all. He's a jack of all trades for us here on the morning after each and every Monday. And pretty soon on Mondays, we're going to be breaking down home run props with the home run prop king himself, Tom Vecchio from FanDuel. Tom, as always, thank you so much for your time and your top prop plays on this Monday. 
Thanks for having me. I'll be back next week. Yeah, can't wait to have you back. So we continue on here on the morning after with a little break in the action in the NCAA tournament. We get the Sportsbook Conciliaries advice for the big dance up next here on TMA. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To cipher through all the madness that is the month of March, we need advice. We need an advisor. We need a conciliary. And he joins us right now on the morning after on this Monday on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, and that's the conciliary. Our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan. Dave, thank you for joining us. Here it is nighttime in Pittsburgh, as always. But there is a Bucko's hat on your lid. But the P does not stand for Pittsburgh in no. this case. Who are you representing on this Monday here on the morning after? You know, I got a lot of hats, but I don't have any one of these. Of so I had to wear something with a P because it's all about the P today. The story yep. of the weekend, right? Um, Providence. Nobody gave him a yep. chance to win a game, let alone two games there in the Sweet 16. There's the first P. Second P, Purdue. They, somebody had to represent the Big Ten, Benjamin. We had to look. Yep. We told you people, what was it, on Friday, how many teams yep. were going to make it into the Big Ten or uh, into the Sweet 16 out of the Big Ten. We made the number three because we had to use either two and a half over with juice, three and a half under with juice. We got to one of them's Purdue. And then I don't know which P you want to use, whether it's St. Peter's or Peacock's. But either way, um, St. Peter's Peacocks are in the yep. Sweet 16. They, they they beat Kentucky in an unbelievable game. One of the biggest upsets I can remember on history, both odds-wise and just story-wise. I mean, brackets got completely busted. Uh, mm. It was unbelievable. Just trying to recap the weekend is, is, is great. I mean, it's always fun to look back on the madness now with a couple of days off until the Sweet 16. So let's start with those St. Peter's Peacocks, all the peas that we can throw in there from a risk room perspective, Dave. In your time as a former odds maker, of course, everybody remembers the Cinderella runs through the NCAA tournament. But in the risk room, when you have a St. Peter's team, like a 15 seed pull out the upset over a two seed in Kentucky at plus 1,400 on the money line, what does that look like to you guys in the risk room? For those of you that don't sports bet that may gamble in a casino, if you ever played roulette and you put your chips down and everybody puts their chips down and it's fun and then the double zero hits on the wheel and the croupier just sweeps everybody's chips, click, 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 it slides it over and then you know, politely tries to organize them all while you're sitting there going, I can't believe I had so many numbers covered. I had this and that. And it's a big win for the for the house. That's the level of St. Peter's beating Kentucky. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the one they throw in as the money line parlay. All the futures gone. Everything gone on Kentucky. Kentucky was top four favorite to win it all. Gone on day sure. one. It's 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 a monster. Now listen, the second game, the second game against Murray State is a, that's a hard number to set. 
and it got set too high. And I think some of the books that I know, they got beat up a little bit on that thing. That number opened up eight and a half. It closed seven and a half, seven in places because now the public darling is St. Peter's, let alone the guys that are looking at this stuff took St. Peter's second game. The books gave a lot back because now, now the people are betting St. Peter's the second one. So now the line for St. Peter's is 12 and a half in Purdue's favor for that sweet 16 matchup on Friday. Do you think that number is too big in favor of the Boilermakers? Oh my goodness. I mean, did you see the Purdue game? Like how, how is this possible with <laughs> the way they play? They're going to go to the foul line, right? But maybe not that much. Yeah. How much the foul line disparity. Times. Yeah. It's incredible. Okay. My first thought is that the number is actually going to go up a little bit. I think people are going to be like, okay, mm. the run is over. That's it. It was a nice first weekend. That doesn't translate. The size discrepancy is too much to overcome. But but it's a hell of a story. And if they're even competing in the first half, the halftime bets, the in-game bets will all be on St. Peter's. But I think initially, like bad guys that I know are looking to lay this number. The, the, the run doesn't end well for the Cinderella story in the second weekend, usually. And this is one of the biggest yeah. ones ever to make it to, you know, the second weekend. I still can't believe it. Yeah. We got three or four days. If you know anywhere where I could get maybe get a St. Peter's hat, I might need your help. Listen, I can take a quick trip on the path across the Hudson River, go to Jersey City, go to campus for the Peacocks on St. Peter's and try to find you some memorabilia. I can certainly do that for you. I would just say for this number on the Peacocks, 12 and a half, they have covered and won in nine straight games. They have covered in 19 of their last 23. They are the second best cover team in all of college hoops, 22 and nine against the number. Yes, the momentum does wear off from that opening weekend and not playing again for a couple of days after the 48 hour turnaround, but this team can cover, and that's a big number, at 12 and a half points. So, Dave, when you have such an upset, like a 15 seed advancing for just the third time in the history of the NCAA tournament to the round of 16, and in that East region, you had North Carolina upset the reigning national champs in the top seed in that portion of the bracket in Baylor. As we look at the East region odds right now, you have the two top seeds in that region out of the picture What does that do to the futures market in setting these numbers heading into the second weekend? Uh, You got to scramble a little bit and you have Mm. to determine, okay, what would the line be? I mean, you have to assume that Purdue's going to win because they're such a big favorite. So obviously they're the favorite to win the region, but the other ones is where it becomes tricky because how high do you make the St. Peter's price? A lot of people I know are, are have tickets on North Carolina to get to the Final Four, which would then make a nice hedge with UCLA to win the region. So there's these positions that people have before determine somewhat the prices that you have to make them, you know, right now. But I, I, the, the debate becomes how big of a favorite do you make Purdue? Okay, and you can see the, the odds makers, they're not that big of a favorite. It's really right because it, if they win, it's no shoe in that they're going to win that next game. 
and that's the beauty of this thing. Now, it's a two-game parlay. It's a two-game parlay to win the region. You want to lay minus 125 on a two-game parlay? Even if you got the best team in this tournament, I don't think so. Dave, three of the four regions right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook have an odds-on minus money favorite. Of course, that includes the West region with Gonzaga at minus 165 now. A couple of cents shaved off that price from earlier this morning. Gonzaga was an odds-on favorite to reach the Final Four when the bracket was revealed last Sunday night. They were an odds-on favorite for the last couple of months, in fact, at minus 115, even a month ago, to reach the Final Four. But you just mentioned the hedging opportunity for teams like UCLA and Purdue, or UCLA and North Carolina, rather, in the East region. The same argument could be had for Texas Tech and Duke. They match up with a very short number of one and a half points in favor of the Red Raiders on Thursday night in the Sweet 16. And you'd see both of those prices there at plus 400. How do you explain that concept a little bit more thoroughly of having that hedging value for two teams playing each other in the Sweet 16 for what might eventually be a pretty sweet plus money, money line ticket of sorts as you get to the Elite Eight? So if you're holding a position on Duke or Texas Tech to make the Final Four, you're, you're two games away. Okay, yep. so now you have plus four what was that plus four thirty and plus four twenty bunch. I think it was. Um, yep. Either way, now you can take the other side and you have plus money four twenty. You probably have as good almost no. I would say your price to make the final four is better. So now you have the opportunity to take the other side and assure yourself of money either way because one of those two teams is going to play in the next game, probably against Gonzaga. Um, in which case, then you could, you know, bet Gonzaga and lock up profit. I mean, you have to lay out more money, but you reduce risk. I, my job for a number of years was always reducing risk. So it may mm. not win as much, but you can't lose. And part of the game of this game, sports betting and, you know, being in action is not losing as much as winning. So that's the way I always look at it. And, you know, you got to, like, from the book's perspective, I was always – protecting the house you know making sure that there was not an opportunity to you know really blow a lot of money well that's what these hedging opportunities do a lot of people could you could tell them that explain it to them till you're blue in the face benjamin and they right. just go yeah but i won't win nearly as much so i don't want to do that of course but if your bet loses if you run into a saint peter's it doesn't matter it you you lose anyway so just thinking it out loud those are the opportunities that is that exist man i don't know about you but i think the games as good as a lot of the games were i think the games are going to be even better this week i don't think there's any sure things this weekend oh i agree i think it's going to be great i mean dave i think the point you just brought up right there almost a slogan or mantra if you will guaranteed not losing is a great way of looking at sports wagering as well it's not the plus 800 ticket that might hit once every 10 times and leaves you feeling like you're the smartest person ever it's making sure you have profits along the way great advice right there from our advisor the sportsbook conciliary dave sharapan himself and as we go through the regions right now dave because we look at the bracket and we see the paths even that much more clearer now with just 16 teams left in the big dance the midwest is quite a cluster as well kansas remains as the top seed kansas has the best odds right now of any team to reach the final four to win their region at minus 180 
Providence has the longest odds <laughs> in this region at plus 600. And then the 10 seed Miami, the 11 seed Iowa State, both have better odds than those Friars at the moment. First, Dave, is there not value on the Friars once more? And thus, we can also make sense from a bracket perspective why Kansas, as the one seed, is such a strong favorite to win this region. This one, uh, I was with a friend of mine yesterday. His name's Aaron Kessler. He's a former bookmaker. He said, the road for Kansas has not only been cleared, but it's been graded. He said, this Ooh. one, this one, might, there might be value on Kansas to win this region at this price at minus 180 because they're going to be such big favorites. You can work out the math on the parlay. I mean, wow. what are they, eight and a half against Providence or seven and a half or so? It's going to be almost yeah. the same or, or even more if they win convincingly against Providence. So now the rollover method won't be there. I can't believe it. I did it before the tournament. I, I, I drank Kansas Kool-Aid, and I'm hoping they get to the Final Four because my other side of the bracket doesn't look as good. But Kansas looks like they have a real shot to win this thing. And just yeah. winning the region first is enough. Just get to the Final Four is fine. And I know the KU fans are very, very excited about the prospects. I mean, Dave, I think that's another great point. Of many great points that you have brought up, minus 180 does not perceive to be value to anybody out there. But with Kansas's path now, because there's only 16 teams left, there's an opportunity when a money line, two-game money line parlay, that minus 180 might actually mean something for the Jayhawks, and we can go rock chalking into the final four. Dave Sherapan, our sportsbook conciliary, always breaking it down. Wearing the P on the noggin for Providence, St. Peter's, maybe even Purdue. Dave, as always, thank you so much. Our best bet. Thank you, Ben. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We end our three hours together here on this Monday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159 in just a couple of moments. I am Ben Stevens, and throughout the last couple of days here on the show, the focus has been college basketball. It's been a ton of college basketball best bets. Well, right now, there is no betting on the NCAA tournament on the men's side. Some women's games in action tonight. We had a huge upset yesterday. The 10 seed, South Dakota taking down the number two seed in the Baylor Bears in one of those regions within the women's bracket. So maybe some profitability there or maybe some profitability in the NBA tonight, we hope, as well. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, before we get to the round of 16 that is ever so sweet in the NCAA tournament, we give you an NBA best bet in Bye Bye Bye. The return of the king to the land tonight. LeBron James back with the Lakers against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The line is actually working in favor of Los Angeles here this morning. It was six overnight in favor of Cleveland. Now just a five-point spread. So the Lakers a five-point road underdog 
in the land tonight against the Cavs. The Cavs have been playing pretty good basketball. They've also been scoring a ton. They've gone over in four straight games and over in six of their last seven. The Lakers have also gone over in two straight. Five of LA's last seven and seven of the last 10 for the Lake Show as well. The reason why they keep going over despite not winning basketball games for Los Angeles, the defense over the last week is the fourth least efficient in all of the NBA. Cleveland needs this game. They're trying to stay on the outside of the play-in tournament, just one of those top six seeds in the Eastern Conference. I think that leads to motivation. I think that leads to some scoring tonight. The Cavs going over their team total of 116.5 is the bye-bye-bye best bet for this Monday night. The morning after, each and every weekday, right here on SportsGrid. It begins at 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm Ben Stevens, and we'll talk tomorrow. Plenty of more previews around the big dance coming your way tomorrow here on The Grid.